On today's venue podcast, it's all about CES 2016. We talk about the Fitbit Blaze. We talk about the USB-C accessories, that and a whole lot more right after this. It's time for the Venue Podcast, the show that talks lifestyle tech, data center tech, cloud tech, business tech, phone tech. You get the point. Your hosts are Josh. You know, I'll tell you, China was amazing. Phil. We're going to do stuff to the car. Don't freak out. Will. One thing I do not like about the Apple Watch is the very limited set of watch faces. And the man himself, Mr. B, a.k.a. Brian. They type that password in, they're like, yeah, I'm going to get into this guy's stuff. And then they're like, oh no, crap, There's, you have to get this code. So sit back and relax and get smart. And welcome back to the Venue Podcast. Uh, welcome to 2016. Uh, how is everybody doing? How is everybody's holidays and break? Good. Can't complain. Yeah, me either. It was good. Fantastic. I think everybody here, though, is focused on a little show happening. A little show? A little show? A little, little tiny show. Some people might have heard of it. It's called CES. What does what that stand it? for? The Consumer Electronics Show. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. job. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was trying to catch him, too. So <laughs> we are going to be skipping our normal news segments and our normal emails. We actually did receive an email, but we'll, we'll save it for the next show. Mm-hmm. Because we're going to dive into all of the CES news coming out. Yes. And lots of new toys. Yeah, lots. Of, they should do this before Christmas. Well, all this stuff probably won't be out yeah. until like. Oh, mid-year. that's right. That's right. That's right. This is yeah. like this is things you might not be able to go into your store and buy now. Most most is that way. You can't most. buy most of it today. But these are things that'll be coming up within say six months that you'll be released. So this is a sneak peek at all the things that are coming out during the year. Yeah. Varies company to company. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we're gonna go through uh, a lot of the things that sort of caught our our eye. Um, during the CES show, um, and hopefully give everybody, all the listeners, a, a, a nice summary and and rundown of all the cool stuff there, and they don't have to go and and look at it themselves. They don't have to go to CES; they exactly. can just listen to our podcast. Exactly. So let's start it off with a really huge bit of news, and that's Alarm.com support. <laughs> For the Amazon Echo, you hyped that Apple TV. Yeah, you did. Yeah. That was yeah. way too yeah. much hype, Josh. Yeah. Look, yeah. man. Look. I, so you have. I just got an Amazon Echo yeah. for Christmas. Now you just need Alarm.com. This is a huge deal. It really it is. is. It, it really is for for people who have Amazon Echoes. I like to refer to the Echo as Alexa. Mm-hmm. I think everybody that owns one, right? It's Alexa. either Alexa or just Amazon. Uh, this is a this is a huge deal because now that connected voice. Hub can connect you to everything. Yep. Yep. So it's really nice to be able to be like, hey, you know, Alexa, set my temperature to X. Um, it was possible with with Nest uh, previously through some IFTTT hacking, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that there was any direct support for any thermostats an, until now. So no. it's, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. yeah. And, and mm-hmm. it's such a good use case for it. You know, yep. there's been, there's been, um, Support for it, but you had to run some type of server at home, some right. type of like application that you know you had to run on a PC or Mac that actually would talk and bridge the gap between the the vendors, right? So with this being supported directly from Amazon from the Echo, then that's really something that's going to be, I think, going to be cool for people. Um, I think we all have Echoes except Phil. Phil, yep. you have an Echo, so you one. need to get an Echo. I have. I got Philips Hughes, so I might look into an Echo because as good as good as Siri is, it's not really the best for. Turning your lights on and off. Yeah, 
Um, I might like Siri works good on. So I have the Hue with the new hub, and Siri works really good. Because um, yeah, if I'm what what happens with me is a lot of times I'll be away from the Amazon Echo, and it won't you know it can't hear me shouting across the house. So I'll just raise my wrist and do you know say, hey Siri, <gasps> hey Siri. That, that actually has happened before. I'll be sitting. <laughs> I don't know if it's something to do with HomeKit and because it's like you have like your custom like scenes and stuff. It just doesn't seem yeah. to pick it up quite as good well, as it does like built-in stuff. I so. agree. But for me, it's simple because I always, I always have it just turn on all the lights. So I'll say, you know, hey, Siri, mm-hmm. turn on the lights and it powers them all on. Well, anyway. But, <laughs> yeah. but. Um, well, so and and it'll also work with your Apple TV. You can use it to control. So, so yeah, yeah, go ahead. You'd, you'd give that one. So yeah. so they released an Apple TV app, uh, Alarm.com. You know, going back to that. And so they released an Apple TV app, but it looks like at the moment the only thing you can do there is to control your cameras. Um, you know, me and Will kind of went back and forth on this a little bit earlier today about how he wishes he could look at his thermostat on his TV, and I disagree. Okay. But. You know, barring that conversation, um, the cool thing is, is with this new app, you know, you can actually use the, uh, the the Siri remote that comes with the new Apple TV to pan and tilt okay. the camera. Um, so you can kind of look around if your camera moves. Hmm. All right. Okay. I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think of a use case for that. Well, for the cameras. Yeah. Well, like let's if say you're you have just really lazy. If you have well, a big if television, you have outdoor, <laughs> if you have outdoor cameras. Okay. Right. And let's say yeah. let's say you have an Apple TV in your bedroom and you have outdoor cameras and you hear something. You hear you something outside. Look around. With and you're too scared to go look through your window. Right. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to well, get up off the couch. And let's so say it's you... under an awning or something. Well, okay. I, I like it that you can actually have it sitting there monitoring your display on your big te- screen television, right? And I would like it to that's be cool. able to integrate. So the cameras are great, and I think that's going to be fantastic. But if it if we could control our thermostat, maybe the garage, maybe the locks, everything from that hub, from the Apple TV, I think that would be appealing to some people. Maybe not others, because all you really have to do is just pick up your phone. But to have it on one big display might be cool. I want it all controlled by your voice with Amazon Echo. That's just me. And I think you will get that. Mm-hmm. Good. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Other um, other big news. Um, speaking of connections, lots of USB-C accessories and devices. I'm so excited that USB-C is catching on as quickly as it is. I really am, because it's such a good technology. It's what, Why? Because it's it's amazing. It does so much, and it's it's reversible. And I, the reversible part, you have no idea how much I love that. Like, like, the Apple Lightning cable, I don't even care that it's proprietary. I just love that it was reversible. It's really the, the fact little, that this is not proprietary yeah. and it's reversible is awesome. It's the little I things I love how life. you're so excited about this. I am. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> So, I, I agree with you. So, so one thing we were kind of discussing earlier with with some of the new USB stuff, uh, USB C stuff, is uh, Razer is actually they put out a, a new laptop, a, a twelve inch, or they you know they show they showed off a twelve inch laptop at CES this year that had uh, an external enclosure for a discrete graphics card, um, and and I believe you can put whatever graphics card you want into that enclosure. Um, and then, you know, when you are out and about with your little 12-inch Ultrabook, you don't have to worry about having the extra power destroying your battery. Mm-hmm. Um, yet it's still power, powerful enough to game with when you get back home and, and plug it up. That's really so, cool. That's, that's so cool. I, I could see that be almost a console replacement. Right. You know, you could literally just have your graphics card sitting by your TV and go and plug it in. And yeah. 
mm-hmm. and game. I think when we start looking at technology like that where you modularize the components of the computer, right, um, that's going to be a lot of flexibility. Maybe you have where you can actually plug in RAM. Like, you know, you have your video card now. What mm-hmm. about if you want to expand your RAM instead of having um, just your laptop with, say, 4 gig of RAM or 8 gig of RAM now? Maybe you want to go 16 to 32 when you're at home, but you're mobile, you want to unplug that RAM, so you undock that RAM from your system. I think that's going to come eventually. And MSI also released uh, an all-in-one that has the, you know, speaking kind of along the same lines. I'm mm-hmm. kind of going away from the uh, the USB-C thing for just a second, just to kind of go along with the Razer thing. No, no, let's, let's, let's uh, move organically, Brian. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but MSI also, you know, released an all-in-one PC with the graphics card on the back. Oh, okay. Uh, that's replaceable as well. So it's 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 interesting what people are kind of doing modularly, kind of letting people do what they want yeah, with the gaming and rigs. The easier it is for people to customize those things, I think it's a good thing for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Totally. Yeah. But uh, back to USB C. Yep. You know, um, you got you have you know strange things coming out that you know Apple should have done. You know, Griffin, I believe, is is doing some kind of breakaway. Uh, Almost like the MagSafe, but with USB-C. It's called BreakSafe. Oh, <laughs> BreakSafe. Original. Yeah. yeah, so, mm. I mean, things like that are going to be really cool down the line. As long as – the thing about USB-C that scares me right now is there's so many d- cables out there that aren't actually up to spec. Getting the wrong cable and frying your devices just seems like a bad time for everyone. So some of the ones that so were out of but, spec have started updating them though because of that Google engineer that's yeah. going around reviewing them. I actually yep. bought one of those that was out of spec. Well, I didn't buy the out of spec one. I bought one of the ones that had been updated because of that Google engineer. Yeah. So how could recently. so the reason because it's carrying power as well as data, this is where it could fry your machine. Right. So it, unlike just USB where it's just data and there's nothing really well some power but it's not as detrimental to something like USB-C where you're actually getting full power to the machine. I just know there's some pin in there. Yeah, so there's there's some pin out um, that, if pinned incorrectly, will fry your stuff. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> if pinned incorrectly, let's let's, let's wow. keep it as vague as possible because we all know nothing about it. So that's that's like engineering stuff. So um, I will I will say yeah. I think it was a a Verge uh, journalist who actually said that he fried his 12 inch MacBook right before Ooh. CES started on accident mm. by using uh, And you're the only one who's got USB-C in the room, right? No. Nope. Oh, Brian has the Nexus 6P. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nexus. Yep. So, um... Android with all their innovation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nexus. Jeez. Yeah, so this breakaway cable is actually pretty cool, and it's only, like, I think they said it's going to be, like, $40. Nice. So, I mean, compared to a MagSafe cable, which was, like, what was that, 100 80. Okay, 80 yeah. Still. Double, Still it's half, half the, the price. price. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, wow. that's pretty cool. Um, and also, there was uh, a lot of new cool monitor stuff. Um, one of them was a portable USB-C display. What? And the other, another one was a um, just a sh- like they had some straight-up USB-C monitors, which is cool because the monitor, it's USB-C over vi- video. So you just plug like the or video over USB-C. You plug the, the monitor into like a MacBook, for example, and it will charge your MacBook because the monitor's plugged in and mm-hmm. gets in power. And then it all goes over oh. that one cable. So you don't have to use like one of those little dongles yeah. to do video out and power out. Because the cables have the can one do cable. everything. Yeah. And they can do everything. And they're the same one either end, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Very cool. So And that, that was Acer, Acer and Lenovo that debuted uh, the first USB-C monitors. A- Acer or Asus? Acer. Okay. Yeah. So this is, the, um, this is kind of the... That's the other monitor I was talking you about. You could compare this to the rollout of like the HDMI cable. 
right? A little bit. A little bit, yeah, yeah. They're trying to do kind of a one-stop shop for you know all of your needs in one cable yeah. kind of thing. Um, they're even kind of starting to bring in. So Apple had you know USB-C and Thunderbolt and you know what used to be uh, Mini DisplayPort and transformed into Thunderbolt. All of that's actually getting combined into USB-C. Hmm. And and a lot of the newer devices are I didn't even know that they were out yet honestly but that that Razer machine is the first one I've seen that actually supports Thunderbolt with USB C so hmm. you get a lot of the connectivity that you wouldn't have otherwise yeah that's a, mm-hmm. that's really awesome it's great yeah, it's good to see devices coming out there just like native USB C so you don't have to use uh, an adapter like for example there was a new uh, external drive that just has a USB-C port on it so I think it's you Samsung, could huh? uh, yes it was Samsung and so I mean you could get a USB-A to USB-C mm-hmm. cable to use anything else yeah. but you know or the you fact could... that it's being natively adopted is a good thing well and not only that but using you know Adama call them adapter cables right so USB-A to USB-C cables which uh, to those of you that don't know USB-A is your normal USB port like you have on your computer or on anything else um, the problem with those is you're not going to get the full potential out of them. So, like, for example, with my Nexus uh, 6P, if I'm using an A to C cable, uh, it does not charge quickly. Mm-hmm. It charges extremely slowly. But if I use a C to C cable, it'll charge quick charge. So you can't get the full capabilities A to C. Hmm. How does it differ from, like, lightning? We're talking about phones and things like this. How does this differ, differ from, like, lightning cables? I mean, is this something that if, at Apple will eventually go to USB-C instead of lightning, or... Are we, not to we're saying we're stuck with lightning, but is this something that could transition? I don't, I don't Let's know. See which one's thicker. <laughs> you got to, you got to get your thinness. Uh, and the ever the hmm. thin one will be the one that wins on both. Actually, yeah. they kind of looks the same. I have my iPhone yeah. right next to my MacBook right now. They're, not, very, they're very similar. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, Apple has always gone against the standard on their mobile devices for some reason. Yeah, um, you think back to the 30 pin. Um, when everybody else was doing, you know, mini or mi- mini and then micro USB, so I, I don't know. It's not what... just on their mobile devices. That's on everything until this computer, right? Yeah, I guess you're right. But I, I mean, mean, the MagSafe made sense, though. It did. It did make sense, but it still wasn't standard. True. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Great. So, uh, speaking of things that aren't modular and maybe a little out of the standard, <laughs> the uh, uh, Fitbit Blaze. Which actually is kind it's, of modular. It's modular. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Missed that one. Man, Josh, your segue game Just is off. off 2016, today. the year of the bad segue. segue. Take it away, Josh. All right. <laughs> speaking of things that don't track fitness, the <laughs> Fitbit Blaze. Wow. That's that's only the heart rate, right? That's what they're being yeah. sued for right yeah, now. Exactly. Um, so so Fitbit announced the uh, the Blaze, which is basically, I guess, their competitor to the smartwatch market. Mm-hmm. So um, okay. So before we get into this, back uh, was it two years ago, three years ago, when the Fitbits first came out, and they were just the little dots. It was just a band with the little dots. Okay. Right? Yeah. So the Fitbit Flex. The Flex. Yes. The Flex. My wife wanted one, mm-hmm. and she was like, you should get one, too. And I said, I'm never going to buy that because it doesn't tell the time. I'm not going to wear something on my, wat- on my wrist that doesn't tell the time. So a lot of people disagreed with you. Totally. Um, <laughs> but they apparently agree because well, here comes so, one with the time. 
Well, so the the uh, force which came yep. right after the flex had the time. Yep. Um, and then they went to the uh, charge and the charge HR, which both had the time. Yep. And the surge as well. The surge was more of a running watch. Mm. I find that the the new one, the Blaze, is more in line with the surge as mm-hmm. far as the the size and the aesthetics of it, uh, without the really really bulky band and terribleness. Um, but I don't know. It looks a lot it, like the um, Apple Watch. It does, except like for a, the fact is, is does this little so is this your screen? Out, so, so that middle piece inside the so if you're if you're looking at a picture of the of the surge, it actually has a a metal ring around the screen. That middle piece actually will come out of that metal ring. So it's it's completely modular. So if you look, mm, yeah. the the middle piece fits into that metal ring, and you can change out. To different enclosures and different uh, different bands. Well, that's the surge. Uh, I guess we want to look at the blaze. I don't know that the. Oh, here we go. Yeah. There you go. So my problem is, so you're saying something pops out of this watch? You so, can change the bands. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so okay, okay. The middle piece is completely modular, so you could take it out and put it into different enclosures in different bands. Okay, bands that are that blaze are bands for the yeah. blaze. Yes. Or theoretically, you could take so, it out and put it in your pocket. Yes, if yeah. you wanted to, yeah. And but you could also take it out, put it into like a leather band with right. a, a nicer, maybe a stainless steel, uh, you know, enclosure as opposed to like a, an aluminum one. If you mm. were working out versus going to a nice dinner or something like that. That's, I think this is a good move for Fitbit because they did need to have something that competed with the smartwatch market. Yeah, I mean, they are. You know, it does have some compelling things, right? So it it does five day battery. Um, versus, you know, that's that's one thing that's going to push it and actually get it some some big supporters. Um, a lot of people don't like having something to change. Uh, I mean, to charge every night, which I've never seen a problem with. But for a lot of people, that that is a that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're a fan of the of octagons, uh, this is your this is your only smartwatch. <laughs> this true. is the one you're going to have to buy. It's, true. it's it, yeah, it does things. So some of the features so why, it does it does your it does your heart rate. It does your um, well, not well, probably. GPS, you got to connect the GPS. <laughs> so it's a, it's a color touchscreen. So, so my stabs, just so everyone's aware, is is because Fitbit is actually being sued right now due to incorrect heart rate data. Right. Um, and that's the problem is whenever you, I think whenever you get heart rate data from your, a radial like your wrist, is that really truly accurate? Now I talked to a doctor once, and he's because I was doing some exercise programs, and he's like, "Well, I'd prefer you wearing a heart rate strap around your chest because that's going to be infinitely more." Uh, accurate, he says. Whenever you're doing your radial heart rate, it's really not that accurate. It's 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 accurate if you that becomes your baseline, and you 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 know where to operate from that. But he says it's not really that accurate. You need to wear a chest strap. So when I first got my Apple Watch, I actually did some testing mm-hmm. uh, with my Apple Watch and my chest strap because I used to run with a chest strap. Um, while they were not identical. They were close enough to where I said, eh. Oh, really? It was close enough for you? It's close enough. Hmm. Yeah. That's now, good to know. it wasn't perfect, and there are inconsistencies with the Apple Watch uh, on, on occasion. Yeah. Okay. Um, but This also does sleep tracking, right? So uh, it, does, it tracks your activity throughout the day and does sleep. Now, the one thing it does, this does not do. So is this is a fitness Band. This is a glorified fitness band yeah. where you can take calls. Uh, I don't think. Can you actually like the 
So it, it does calendar events and alerts, text I messages. I don't think you can Can respond. you actually take the call? No, and I don't think okay. you can respond to texts or anything on it either. I think it's just strictly for alerts. Okay, okay. And I think this is a good device if you don't want a smart watch, but you want a fitness device that has a few extra things than just getting like a flex or Okay, I'm going to come out and say it. I do not like it at either. all. I do I don't not either. like the design. I don't I like the terrible. screen. I don't like that the screen why, is so the, small. The design why? is bad. Yeah. Why in it's the ugly. world? Why in the world would you have a little thing that pops out of the of the frame? The, the, the thought and, behind it is that you could take it out and you could put it into a stainless casing, or you could ooh. put it into an aluminum casing. But, you can change out the metals. You could change out the bands. You know, you could put an all all stainless band on it. You can put you know leather or whatever. But Apple, you but, can buy a four hundred ninety nine dollar band for it. I'm joking. But yeah, I agree. Apple has done yeah, it differently, Apple's right? Done it. Well, they've I done think, it differently, uh, though. They released yeah. separate models. So they released, if you wanted a stainless one, you had to spend the extra money on a stainless watch. Right. Mm-hmm. This way, you could buy, if you want a stainless watch, you can buy just the enclosure and the bands. Or if you want, you know, just the aluminum side. At, the cost, at the cost of, like, screen space, really. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now, the, this device does retail for 199 so it's it's definitely a lot cheaper than totally. a smartwatch or at least an Apple Watch, right? Yeah. But I still think if you're going to want a an activity sports, you know, sports watch or whatever, uh, I don't know if this would be it for me. I'm, um, I'm not sure that it would be any better than say like a Garmin VivoFit or or one of those. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are yeah. those are much better if you're looking for an actual. Fitness the one watch. thing I will say though is this does have a good the application for Fitbit is is really nice and the social aspect of the Fitbit uh, franchise is great. So the one thing that I find that the Apple Activity app has is no social integration. So I was about to say the one thing that that I think this would have going for it would be the people that have had Fitbits and have friends with Fitbits and have all of their their, their data, mm-hmm. you know, all their historical data, and they want the extra capabilities. Mm-hmm. So they want the extra capabilities, but they don't want to lose all this data that they've you know, spent three years you know, yeah. having put in to go to nothing. On a side note, do you still track your average steps per day and that type of thing? No. I don't either. Uh, that's not a, not not on a general like of the number. No, I I yeah. track it more you know based off of the rings and things like that. Okay, okay. so I want to take another quick aside. Um, Smart watches, the current ones out right now, as well as any seen at CES. Which ones are you guys picking? I'm gonna I'm gonna step out of this because I don't have a smartwatch. Picking know, picking in what regard? Like if you could buy any any of them and use any of them. Which one would you use? Well, we already know Will's answer, so Brian? <laughs> it depends. Okay. I mean, it's it's really a person-by-person thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, the Apple Watch is not for everyone. Um, there are certain people this may be for. You know, yeah. it, it's not necessarily for me. And, and I think things like the, as I said a while ago, the Garmin Vivo Fits and things like that would be better for people that were more uh, in tune for you know, activity. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I don't get, know that I, I have an answer. Okay. I Did you guys see the fossil watch that came out? Apparently, no. Oh, it looks like I, it looks like a real watch. I did see it, and that yes. is a p- very appealing to me. But it runs some custom fossil OS. Oh, right. I'm so sorry. I, I was saying I don't the care. Vivo Fit. It's not the Vivo Fit. Yeah. Yeah. This is not uh, what you'd want to do. 
I don't know. I, I think if you're if you're a Fitbit user, you're already in the franchise. You don't own a smartwatch. You don't really care about an app store. You just want to have a better Fitbit. This is the way to go. And this does a lot. Um, if you want a smartwatch, I would not buy this. No, definitely not. Now, I would be smart, and I don't know if they would ever do it. Is is there a Fitbit app for the um, for the for the um, Apple for the Apple Watch? I I don't know. I don't know. There's Fitbit for Apple iOS devices. No, I'm saying like for the watch. Like if you want to have like it integrate to your tracking and. Yeah. Then I would probably go back in the Fitbit franchise because I like that the social would, aspect of it. That would be so weird because then you'd have like you'd Let hold both of your wrists or uh, I, I don't. No, I don't no, no. You would use your phone or your or your Apple Watch to actually do the count. You know how many steps and things. So but you, you would take something from one wrist and then put it on the other one. No, 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 no. If there was just, someone, just the ecosystem, just, okay. yeah, just the yeah, yeah Fitbit. So I want to apologize. While I was talking about the Vivo Fits, that's not what I was actually referencing. Okay. I was talking about the uh, the Phoenix and the the Forerunners. Like those two series are the ones. They're smartwatches. Are they not, both the Garmin? Vi- yeah, yeah. Okay. The uh, the Vivo Fits, their band thing. That's weird. Those are those are great names. Yeah, yeah. And there's no there's no Fitbit uh, watch app. Yeah, so which is so we're all we're all saying a big resounding no on the Fitbit Blaze. Yeah, I'm not saying no. I'm just saying if you like I said, if you don't want a smartwatch, but you want a better Fitbit, and you're dealing and you want and you're okay with this cruddy screen size, if you get it, if you are in the Fitbit ecosystem, this is a good way to get a smartwatch for 200 bucks. If you don't want to leave the yes, if you don't want to leave that ecosystem, yeah, and that's I think that's going to be everyone's answer. Right. So for people who are looking to leave the Mac ecosystem, uh, <laughs> Lenovo, <laughs> Lenovo, LG, and HP all introduce MacBook clones, which, wow, I had looked at them until now, but <laughs> geez, they look a lot like MacBooks. So so the, gold laptop. I, I just want to point out their, their marketing for these things is on point. Yes. Um, it is literally the identical image that Apple used. Jeez. Um, and I just want to give kudos because that's some brilliant, blatant <laughs> amazingness right there. Wow. Like, and I think mm, Lenovo's so is the exact same thing, except for the colors are swapped. So I think on Apple's, the, the gold one is on the side as opposed to in the middle. But, you know, who's counting? Does this have the little travel keys? It looks like it. It's, it's So are, these are like, I think most of these are like... a. Tiny bit heavier than the MacBook, but yeah. otherwise they're very, very similar. Do they run the uh, the Mac OS? They do not. No. Okay. They run a Windows. I was just wondering. I don't know. They look a lot like them. Yeah. <laughs> you, you mean wow. identically? Like identically, yes. yes. The HP one is like so wow. – it's Indeed. such a giant ripoff. It's kind of funny. Like the ports just are on the opposite side basically, yeah. and that's it. We've seen – you know, we've seen um, Windows machines come out that are thin and light, but they never – really look they never really have that aluminum or gold finish to them <coughs> you know but well yeah it's well not, do we someone someone was asking me the other day they said look if you're not it's buying a, a mac what kind of what kind of laptop would you buy because they were asking my opinion look i, I don't want a mac because either it was a money thing or they just so didn't. did you did you send them to someone else <laughs> no i actually have. said the, the laptops you should look at are lenovo and dell would you agree with that no no, After no the Dell. crap Lenovo pulled last year, no way. It's about the, 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 su- the, the Superfish, malware? and then yeah. they did it, and then they said they promised they would never do it again, and then they did it again. Yeah. yeah okay. No what way. laptop would you buy if you were not buying a Mac and you didn't want like a tablet, like a Surface? Didn't Dell do that too? Mm-hmm. I, think I think they did. Yeah. They both I saw. Did. I, I really hesitate to say Dell, but I really like the Dell XPS 13. 
um, and a Surface. I've liked. I've always heard good it's things a, about the Lenovo's. The old ThinkPads. Why, why right? wouldn't you? Well, why wouldn't you just get whenever IBM had them? And then, if you're looking mm-hmm. for just a laptop, why wouldn't you get the the higher end Surface and just go with that as a as a Mac alternative? I suggested that, and they didn't want. To, they did not want a something that was touchscreen. They didn't want a tablet. If they didn't it's want a money a whole... issue, Surface is not the right answer. It's uh, not. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's basically Mac pricing. So. I did say Chromebook, and they were like, nope, nope, I want to be able to install hmm. applications to it. I was like, well, okay. Interesting. So speaking of Dell, um, Dell intros wireless monitors and wireless charging at CES. A wireless um, charging monitor. A wireless monitor <laughs> with wireless that, charging that charges yeah, wirelessly. That, I don't... <laughs> This is such a weird product. It is a it's very so, weird product. It's so like, weird. I, don't, I don't understand the product. Like, it's so, it's, why? It's like it uses Miracast, which mm-hmm. uh, which Windows and Android all have. Mm-hmm. And you can you cast your screen to this monitor, and you can place your phone on the base of the monitor for with uh, to Qi charge it. So if your phone has Qi wireless charging, you can put your phone on the base of the monitor. And... I, I, it's just such a like it's it's like they just decided two things they wanted to do and somebody said let's make that work and then they have a product about it now. Hmm. I I, don't, I mean I don't see like, it going anyway. Will, Will is speechless no. right now. <laughs> yeah, Josh I mean, is speechless right now. Um. Yeah. I mean I'm, it's such a weird product. I'm extremely confused. As to <laughs> I mean, why. so this only works with Android devices that are capable and, of well Windows. anything anything that supports Qi charging. Qi charging? You know, it's okay. So it's spelled QI. So you've probably seen it, and it just says QI charging. Mm-hmm. But that's it's it's actually called Qi charging, is how it's pronounced. Okay. Yep. So I, I really don't know what else to say about this. Because it's like everyone's it's just so, speechless right now. It's just such a strange product, especially for the price. Four hundred and thirty dollars. Right. You can get a four K monitor for that. So this is a twenty four inch for four sixty nine. Is that a and you lose an inch for like thirty bucks. Hmm. <laughs> so would you? So I'm taking it. You're not going to buy this. No, um, I think I think there could possibly be a future. We, we should have had with a, wireless monitors, but that's not the that's not it. We mm. should have had a list of like weirdest CES products, and this could have been on it. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, I don't think it's it's necessarily sure. a, a bad thing. It, it's just not that's not the product, and it's not the time for it yet. Yeah. Totally. So another product. Let's. Just, I'm, I'm. I'm moving past it. Because yeah. Let's even, get rid of it. I can't. No, yeah. Let's just scratch it from my memory. Yeah, delete. Yep. Um, moving past that into upcoming ways to visualize stuff. Um, uh, any stuff really. I mean, Oculus Rift was announced. Cost five ninety nine, five hundred and ninety nine U S dollars, and uh, ships in March. Mm-hmm. Brian. Plus- I know you don't like VR, <clears throat> so why is this going to fail? No, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's going to fail. I think it's going to do great. You don't know why? Because it's the first. It's the first big name device for it. Yes, uh, well, I'm, I'm talking longevity is when I say VR. Is. Well, so they are offering a bundle for fifteen hundred. Comes with the PC, the Dell one. Yeah, it comes it's, with the PC. Uh, and the... So that one actually ships sooner. Than really? just buying this one. So this one, the ship dates have slipped all the way to June, maybe July now. Mm-hmm. Um, the new or the the bundle that comes with like the Alienware PC yep. and and all of that stuff actually ships at the same time that the original pre-orders for the Oculus Rift wow. will ship. 
So I'm looking at so to anyone who so doesn't know what, who doesn't know what Oculus Rift is. Oculus is a VR headset, an ecosystem that people can use to play games, do virtual reality, and so on and so forth. Um, the first does this now work with Xbox One? Because I see a controller here. I mean, does it work well, with Xbox games? The Xbox One controllers are just Bluetooth. Yeah, so they work with Windows. Oh, the so Xbox can, controllers do work with Windows. Yeah, so they're just Bluetooth yes. and they work with any Microsoft. Product. So does so will Oculus Rift? Can you do Xbox gaming on an Oculus Rift? Wasn't there something at some game conference earlier this year where they they announced some kind of partnership? I can't remember. So Steam announced a partnership with was that that HTC. wasn't with yeah, yeah that was with the Vive or yes. the was it the Vive? Yep, Vive. That's mm. it. Okay. Yep. And does this? I mean, so is this any different? This is just giving you. That's also for PC 180, gaming. Though. 180, yeah. 180 uh, display of your 360. game or th- 360. 360. Oh. Full 360 gaming. Yep. So, so you, you can turn, completely you can turn, turn around and look up, look down. Yep. So turn X- around circles. So Xbox is compatible with Oculus Rift through Windows streaming. So you can stream yep. you can stream ah, Xbox okay. games to Windows and then So here's the thing though. It sounds like you need a hefty uh yeah. land there. Yeah. I think the biggest Actually it works pretty well. I've really? done I've done Xbox One to Windows streaming. The biggest problem with the Oculus Rift right hmm. now is there's no ecosystem for games. Right. I think that's where the HTC um five really has a bit of a leg up so, because they partnered with Steam. Yeah, they went and got that partnership, yeah. and that partnership's going to be very beneficial down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, though, I mean, yeah, never mind. I'm, I'm staying out of this conversation. <laughs> so <laughs> I think the thing that most people are so weirded out by about VR is that you're, you're in your own little world. You can't mm-hmm. see what's around you. Mm-hmm. I want I want to know. I haven't followed this as closely as I should have. I want to know if I could just use this headset as like a monitor, like just put it on my head so I can't see anything else and just play games where so I don't have to move 360 around. Three hundred and sixty-word so, processing. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> stand up and move around in the room. I think that's dumb. But so I was talking to someone the other day about this, and they had one of the uh, one of the dev units for mm-hmm. the Oculus, and what they did is they had it set up on their desktop. Where they can, where they had multiple desktops set up, so they would turn this way, you know, turn to the right to get to one display, turn to the left to get to another display, and they had another display in front of them. So they had a multi-desktop support within the Oculus Rift. Wow. So is the Oculus like mirroring their monitors? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know how they had that set up. So for but they had you know like three virtual desktops basically. Yeah. Oh, 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 I get what you, so I get what you mean now. Okay. they can have multiple workspaces. Huh. And, and it's That's for, cool. And for gaming, the Oculus right now, a lot of the stuff is sit down and play with an Oculus. So you mm-hmm. can just sit down and you look around, you know? Yeah. Um, they are coming out with controllers that are motion controllers that have you get up and move around. But everything that I've seen... Make it nauseous. Is is that you need a ton of room mm-hmm. yeah. for that. So it's just it's not practical. The other thing I have to question right is now. what does the display look like? I've never used an Oculus Rift. What does the display look like? You know, because this thing is like right in front of your face. What happens if you need to wear glasses or how is this handling? I think they took care of that. I mean, so many people wear glasses. There's no way they didn't. They made a product that excludes like 40% of the population, especially in this field. I wasn't. Yeah. So it, I was over at Best Buy the other day, and they had one of the, some kind of VR headset that was like to control something, like a, like a drone or something. And I, I put it on. I was like, oh man, I hate this because it's so in your face. And I didn't like something sitting on my face while I was trying to do something. And I was like, okay, this is, you know, when you look at things like Oculus Rift, would you want something that's on your face? That's yeah. weighing you down. For people who want VR, yes. 
or just just play in front of your television. Okay, so there are there are but, some specific types. <laughs> of... No, I mean, it sounds stupid, but I mean, you know, I don't yeah, want but you don't my get, face. You don't get the full. Yeah, the idea is the immersion, right? It's right. The immersion. So it's it's you at that point. You're the character. Right. You're the one. You can turn around, and your character turns around, and then you swing your hand, and your sword swings, mm-hmm. or you know something like that. That's that's the idea of VR. You're not you're not just moving your thumb. You're actually swinging the sword. That's too yeah. much work. There are specific types of gameplay that work very well with this, like the really? game that's called like Don't. Don't stop talking or something like that. Where you're like trying to disarm. It would be really good. Yeah. yeah. What, what is the game called? It's don't, like don't um. It's don't stop, don't stop talking and nobody explodes. Right. Or something. Where like you yeah. you you alone are in your own little virtual world and you can only like you see like this virtual bomb and you have to disarm it. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone else has to tell you how to disarm yeah. it because they, they have like their own instructions they on their have, phones or whatever. Yeah. So there's a there's hmm. an instruction manual on all these different things that you have to right. do to to disarm the bomb. But the person with the Oculus Rift is the only person who can see the bomb. And they can't see the instructions because they're yes. in their own little virtual world. Yes. So, like, that kind of thing, that's cool, but that's a very, very specific type of mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Yeah. So. It'll be interesting to see. Know, a par- it's a party game. It is. It, right. Yeah, and that, and that kind of game. thing is super cool, though. But that's yeah, but what, how do you do a party? How, how many party games can you possibly do with a VR headset? Only yep. one person can wear it at a time. Yep. I don't Unless know. Unless all of you are in VR, holding hands, spinning in circles. That would be one know. nerdy party. Uh, well, yeah. but, so <laughs> that's my point, right? But that's that's, that's why I oh, say that, cool to me. that that's why I say the Oculus Rift's biggest downfall is the fact that they haven't partnered with anybody and they don't have that mm-hmm. gaming support. Like Steam can bring an enormous amount of games to market that it's VR enabled that give yeah. you that buffer before people can really get a chance to to see what this thing can do. So let me ask you this again. This does or does not work with Xbox One? It does with Windows game streaming. You have to have Windows game streaming. Okay, you have to so. have a Windows computer, basically. Re- regardless, if if VR is going to take off, it's not going to be in 2016. Correct. I, I mean, agree. Undecided. I mean, mainstream like mainstream no, I, gaming I mean, VR will not is, be 2016. No, 5.99 is way too high of a price point for an for enormous just amount for just of the peripheral, for just yeah. the peripheral. Yeah, the internet no, was so mad about that. You know, <laughs> I mean, it costs money to. I know. To it's make like, well, what do you expect, people? Yep. All right, so um, <clears throat> let's talk about Hackaball. Since we're talking about games, let's talk about Hackaball. So. What's hackable, guys? A couple things that that came out of uh, of CES that I that I actually found really interesting. They released, you know, two separate companies came out, and there were a lot more as well. But the two that actually stood out to me, there was one named Hackaball, which basically is a a little ball that you can hack. Uh, it's it's meant for kids, right? So it's meant to teach kids how to code. It's meant to teach them how to. Uh, you know, customize it with code, how to make it theirs. Um, another thing that came out, Fisher-Price also released a Caterpillar called, I think, Codapillar. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that, that and it's, for, cool. it's for really little kids, you know? So, and, and that's actually for, you know, teaching gonna, them how I'm to code as well. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I, mean, I think it's, it's super cool. It is cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, the hackable thing. I mean, it's just—it looks like a ball with a bunch of cutouts for lights and stuff. What does it it's, actually it's got, do? It's got like motors and stuff in it, yeah, so it, it, it can. So it's like a sphero you can make it type move, thing, kind of. Kind of. Um, yeah. You can completely, you know, make it do stuff. Did any of y'all have a sphero? The no. the BB-8 one? No, I don't know. No. Just I couldn't so justify the price. No. How much is just it? Rolls I really want. It's one fifty. I really yeah. want one. But would you get a BB-8 sphero or just get a sphero? I would get a sphero because I don't care about Star Wars. So. 
Oh. Is there anything that the BB-8 Sparrow does that the, the regular no. Sparrow doesn't? No. No, no. we just get a sound regular. effects. Yeah. Nah, I don't want that. Yeah. Oh, doesn't it do the, um, the hologram VR. thing? Yeah, it does a hologram thing. Yeah. Does it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, but, it's, but, it's, but it's Star Wars themed, so if you yeah. don't really, not really into Star Wars. Phil. Yeah, I'm like the only person in the world that doesn't really into Star Wars. So. You, just, yeah. you just don't like it because it's mainstream. Have we, all seen, have we all seen the Star Wars movie? Yes. Not so. Not me. You've not not so. Are you planning to see it at all? I might. Never. Maybe whenever it dies down. or it like, I'll catch it on like, Netflix. I might like rent it on Google Play or yeah, something. Yeah, there you go. Sweet. Hmm. I guess we can't give a review then, can we? No. Uh, okay. Well, I'll give a review real quick. It was great. Yep. There you go. So <laughs> the the Fisher-Price uh, Caterpillar, do we have a price on that? I think it was 50 bucks. Um, yeah, it wasn't that expensive. Right. Right? And the Hackaball was 80 50 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Everybody with kids and should it'll, look. Yeah. And it'll be out in June. Yep. Everybody it, should look at this Fisher-Price little Caterpillar because yep. it's so, really cool. Real quick, what's, what's cool about these kind of devices is that um, – one of the hard things to do about when you're teaching somebody to program is you, it's hard. You, you don't get instant results, and for a child, that might be pretty important when teaching them. So with this, like the caterpillar, you just like rearrange the parts and you press the button, and it, you get your results. Yeah. So, so being able to show a kid, hey, this is like this is like an order of like operations, and then you get your result. Mm-hmm. Rather than you know having to write you know hundreds of lines of code to get yeah. to do like whatever, you know it's it's it's. More exciting for a right. child. So this is probably like under the age of say eight. This would be good for um, or ten, like ten to under the age of like five. I would think. Really? It's for no, preschool. Not so. sure. Yep. So preschool. What what year is preschool? How old are you for preschool? Four. Four. Okay, so it's like that age. Okay, so that's real young. Mm-hmm. My daughter's two, and I'll just go ahead and get it for her. I mean, it's Fisher Price, right? So it's no. always it's going to be yeah, for like little. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Awesome. So best of. CES 2016, guys. Thoughts? Um, there was a lot of things that came out of CES, and yep. we're not going to cover them all. Um, you know, I think we'll probably put this in the show notes or something. But there is an Engadget site that did a very good job of talking about all of the best of CES, where they do cover the hackaball. Uh, they cover, um, you know, fitness devices, uh, the digital, you know, the Fitbit Blaze. There's a there was a Misfit Ray that came out, which is Midfit Midfit. Misfit, <laughs> Misfit is another activity tracker. So I think there's a lot there. So if you want to check out the highlights of CES, because CES is officially done now. Is, are we done with CES? Yeah, I think yesterday. Was yesterday the was the day, last right? day. So go check the link at Engadget and look at all the stuff that's cool stuff that's coming out. Yeah, there's a it, bunch of car stuff there. Yeah, too. yeah. yeah anything I mean, there that were we, cars everywhere. Yeah. Um, everyone was showing off EV and, and hybrid technologies. Um, it, it's kind of worrisome with you know gas prices as low as they are and then all these companies are going hey look we can make things not use any gas but then there's no market for it because gas is too cheap right <laughs> now, let me ask you that a question market so, fluctuates like every year or two yeah. so it'll, how, it'll, the market will be back yeah how come i guess because so in the in the best connected home product we have nothing on amazon echo i guess because well, it's, not older, it's an older product this it's is not only the CES. stuff that's oh so that's only thing okay okay the best so of ces list things only that have stuff from ces will people have gone okay hey or whatever i was like oh why didn't this make the list okay got it <laughs> josh, oh, josh okay. is hanging his so, head right now and you know one of one of my favorite things uh from from ces yes. had to be there was a a drone that you okay. wear as a watch, um, and then you push a button, and it comes out and takes a selfie of you, and then it'll come back and land. That is on your what? Own. Amazing. I think it's, I think oh, it's actually drone. Yeah, I think it's on I've this list. Go down. 
go down. The selfie drone. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's, uh, keep going. Look, keep, talk about talk about keep going. innovations that will change lives and impact people for years and years yeah. to come. A selfie drone? In case a selfie stick isn't ridiculous it's enough the for Nixie. you, you can get a selfie drone. It's called the Nixie, everybody. Oh, that's cool. Wow. Well, how did we get to the drone rodeo? <laughs> it's just it's weird. You know what I want? I want a drone that has a wristband that you can make it control it with your There's... wrist. So you just like throw your hand around and it goes up and down. That'd wow. be great. That's that would so be a, a super cool drone. It's a drone you can wear. Does it have a watch on it or something, or is it just something? No, you just wear it. Did they give any kind of pricing on it, or how much? Um, by any I, chance, I do we know? I don't know. Because it. You, do you want one of these, Josh? No, I don't. But I'm just. I'm trying to gauge how prevalent these things are going to be. I don't think people <laughs> are going to have this on their watch. Are Does they it actually... more expensive than selfie sticks? Oh man. Oh, so it, it doesn't actually jump off of your arm. It's no. You have to. You have to like release it. Mm-hmm. So it's, the only thing with this is it 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 grabs onto your arm but it's right there yeah but it's a camera easy access so you can get it to take videos of you yeah being awesome are you gonna have to register this with the united states government probably so, i think probably. it's too small I think right? oh, is it okay oh that's that's wow sorry i'm showing <laughs> i'm showing a concept video of the of the nixie now how does it know to come back to you is it just i guess gps it says yeah, i'm gonna GPS come back, back to, to the your original location man what does this What does this mean for our society? Because they do have some drones that actually will follow you. You wear a little thing. I forgot what it's called now, but it actually looks pretty cool. It's like a, it, it integrates GoPro technology, and you actually um, wear a base little like a, a, a transmitter, and it will actually the, the drone will actually follow you during your activity, take pictures, and then you can recall it. Which is wow, kind of cool. Okay, well, so best tech thing of the show is the Nixie. <laughs> the new the new podcast best of CES the Nixie selfie drone oh do we all have to agree uh, to that yep <laughs> that's on. done yep we did it great so um, I'm gonna go ahead and close out the show any final thoughts anybody no good 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 gonna great. go buy me a Nixie yes I guess. Phil's got some Nixies get some great selfies of I don't know you on Twitter yeah. um <laughs> Great Instagram material. <laughs> we love ratings and reviews. Head over to iTunes and give us your ratings, give us your reviews. Um, you can send us an email at podcast at venue.com. Ask us any kind of question you want, and we will answer it. Any. Um, you can also find us over at Stitcher Radio, and you can leave comments on our blog at takethenextturn.com. And find us at venue.com. We'll see everybody else in uh, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs>